Welcome to the Beetle Moment Marketing Podcast, an exploration of marketing and business with a focus on emerging technology and voice. I'm your host, Emily Binder, and I make this for you. It's time to crawl in. Hey, Emily here. I'm going to do something a little different this week here on the podcast. Instead of interviewing a guest, I want to give you a taste of my other show, which is a very different format. The other show is called Voice Marketing with Emily Bender. It airs every weekday in under three minutes a day on podcast apps and as an Alexa flash briefing. And you may or may not be a listener. You might not have ever heard the show before. or Maybe you're one of my diehard listeners. Love you guys. But I figured it would be kind of a good time to cross-pollinate because I have been putting out a lot of thoughtful content over on the other show um, and focusing, kind of doubling down on that content. I'm doing some experiments to see what ultimately is a better use of my time. And I love podcasting. I love slightly longer form audio. I think there's something to be said about having real conversations that take time to develop and having a narrative. And I've always kept Beetle Moment Marketing podcast under about 30 minutes. That's that's usually my yardstick there, but it's gone over a few times. Anyway, I would love your feedback. If you are listening to this podcast and you listen to the following episodes here, I'm going to play you the top five most popular briefings from the past month from Voice Marketing with Emily Bender. They are under three minutes each. Some of them are just one minute. It'll be quick. I want you to give me your feedback. Tweet me at Emily Bender or tweet us at Beetle Moment and let me know what you think. Do you like the short form audio better? Do you like the flash briefing? Do you like the podcast with the interviews? Do you watch the videos? Because you know what? Producing video takes a lot of time and effort. And what I figured out is when I put the podcast videos on YouTube, They don't get that many views. I don't think it's adding that much value because I personally like watching podcast interviews on YouTube. Like I watch Joe Rogan on YouTube almost exclusively, which is another reason why his Spotify deal is probably a bad, a bad one um, as far as the fans. But for him, great. Make, make the money, Joe. Go for it. He just moved to Austin, by the way. We were on the water uh, Labor Day weekend and we were on a boat that went by his new house. Um, He's done with California. He actually was mentioning that California for the first time ever shrank its population in the past year. I mean, people are just leaving. That state income tax is like 12.3% or something. You don't have that here in Texas. It's also not in Florida, but I wouldn't move to Florida. I don't want to get the Rona. (laughs) So before I get to the flash briefings here, again, tweet me at Emily Bender. Let me know. If you kind of prefer the shorter form audio or if you want me to put guests back onto this show and do more interviews, like our last one was with Kate, Kate from Lately, Lately AI, Kate Lee, Kate Bradley Chernis. That was such a great episode, but also it was not my typical formula. We we ended up almost crying. It was very much emotional and that could be just the result of, okay, it's coronavirus and we're like six months in here and losing our minds, or it could just be a new direction. And this is something that... I kind of want to do more, which is to pull back the veil on some of my really raw opinions, especially about business, career, uh, maybe with a bit of a gender angle sometimes, but not necessarily. That's not the point of it. 
But I find that to be more interesting, like the storytelling aspect versus reporting of news and stats. Yet, I do find that when I report news and stats, which I do on the briefing sometimes, that tends to get more engagement. But I'm not a news anchor. I, I might try to be anchory with my voice sometimes, and it's silly, and it's, it's not who I am. Um, that's why there's always a mix here. You'll get stats. You'll hear about hardware announcements. You'll find out what percentage of people are using smart speakers during Corona. It's 34% increase since March. That supports the other things I'm sharing, which are more uh, foundational and observations, because I don't need to give you stats. You can look those up on Google. Why would you listen to my show unless I was adding something original that you hadn't thought of before, which is always my goal, which is why, dear listener, I haven't been putting this podcast out on the regular basis that I used to because I didn't feel that I had anything to add for 30 minutes. I wanted to double down on the flash briefing, the daily podcast, the mini pod, and put everything into that shorter form medium because that's where I felt I was growing more. And trust me, making a two to three minute briefing good takes a lot more work than rambling on for 30 minutes or batting something back and forth with somebody else which also isn't easy. Interviewing is very difficult. It's hard, to, it's hard to do it well. But before I play the top five flash briefings from the past month, I did want to recommend a few other podcasts for you in lieu of, I'm not having interviews. I'm not going to have guests on this show for probably another few weeks. I just frankly don't have anybody in mind that I really want to get on the show right now for, for the content that I'm interested in. And I know there are great people out there. And normally I wouldn't even admit this because it sounds dismissive or lazy or I don't know what. But at this point, 2020, man, who cares? I'm just going to be honest. All right. So podcast recommendations. Six Pixels of Separation, hosted by Mitch Joel. I have been listening to that show since my early 20s. It was one of the first podcasts that was recommended to me when I started my career in marketing. I still Try not to even miss an episode. If I do, I go back and binge them. Mitch is a friend. He is absolutely brilliant. He is absolutely a wonderful person. He's, he's just a great host, and he has such caliber. His guests, I mean, Seth Godin-level guests. Seth's been on the show. He was on the 700th episode. It was like a big celebratory one for Mitch. This show's been going like eight years, maybe more. So just check out Six Pixels of Separation. This is a show I would recommend to somebody who is just getting started in a career in marketing or advertising or even startups in tech, or to somebody who's 60 years old and still interested in all of this. It's, it's that good, and it's that, it's that educational. It doesn't matter what level you're at. And I, I've talked to Mitch about this, or maybe I was reading something he wrote about it. He said, my goal is to have a body of work that somebody can jump into at any point and receive the same quality, whether they play an episode that's four years old or one day old. And it's true. Six Pixels of Separation with Mitch Joel. That's, that's a great one. All right. The next podcast that I'm going to recommend, it's Pivot with Scott Galloway and Kara Swisher. Now, this one is addictive. It airs twice a week. I believe it's on, yeah, it's Tuesdays and Fridays. So Kara Swisher is one of the top tech reporters who's been following Silicon Valley for, I think, like 20 years. She's an impeccable reporter. And then Scott Galloway, he's an NYU professor of business. He's a, his goal is to become one of the top business commentators of our era. And I think he's well on his way. 
brilliant, great conversations. I really get all my tech news from Pivot Podcast. If I don't feel like looking at a screen all week, I'll tune into that podcast while I'm on a walk. And it's Scott and Kara, and they cover the show with you know top news, what's going on in tech. Sometimes they'll have on guests. They've had on some really smart people. They had on Bartunde Thurston actually was the guest host while Scott was traveling for a month. And I was on a panel with Baratunde at TD Ameritrade Elite Link, which is now, gosh, a year and a half ago, was like one of my favorite conferences ever. If anyone here is listening to the show that I met at Elite Link, uh, you guys remember that. It was the, it was a panel about privacy. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent here, but he he was so smart. It's great because they just have diverse voices on the show, and you got to listen to Pivot. So that's the second rec. Third recommendation, if you're interested in marketing and advertising, The Beancast. This is a show that my friend Bob Norp has hosted for, I think, eight years, maybe 10 years, just like Mitch. He's OG, true OG in podcasting. I've been a guest on that show at least a dozen times. Every time I'm on, you're on with a panel of, I believe it's four people plus Bob, or three or four plus Bob. He has on such smart people. And they talk about what's going on in the news. It's always very fresh and timely. It's a great rundown. Don't miss this if you're into marketing and advertising. I would say it's the best marketing podcast out there. You know what's so funny about lists? There are always these lists. Like, oh, some blogger deems themselves the judge of the best 10 marketing podcasts. And then they put out their listicle and they tag everyone on the list. And they they spam it all over LinkedIn and tag everybody on the post. And it gets all the likes. But is that really the 10 best marketing podcasts? I mean, according to whom? Based on what? No. The Beancast is is one of the best marketing podcasts out there. So much love to Bob Norp and The Beancast. I'll actually be on, I believe, October 17th. So I'll tweet that out. Follow me at Emily Bender if you're interested in listening to the episode when I'm on. I hope I'm on with some of the great guests that I've been on with before or with brand new people because it's also this amazing networking opportunity. That's That's something that happens on podcasts that have such a high caliber of guests, you end up meeting people that you wouldn't have otherwise by just being on the show with them. And that always happens on the Beancast. The next one here is one that I've talked about a few times before, but it's called Animal Spirits with Ben Carlson and Michael Batnick. These guys are from Ritholtz Wealth Management. That's Josh Brown and Barry Ritholtz's RIA. They are a former client. They do such a fantastic job with their blogs, with Twitter. I mean, everyone from the Ritholtz crew just... Fintwit domination and animal spirits is it's on youtube i like watching it there but you can listen to it as a podcast and they just michael and ben bat around what's going on in markets what's going on with companies and it's it's just fun they also get into some pop culture stuff they'll talk about what are you watching what movies are out what are you reading and you know as a second recommendation along those lines of course there's the compound show with downtown josh brown so same team different content different structure also a really good show josh is one of my favorite commentators when it comes to finance and then i'm going to do one more recommendation now this one is not quite as famous but it's excellent and the content is there and it should be and it is becoming more famous but it's called design driven with my friend jay cornelius who is a ux design expert based in atlanta he is the ceo and founder of nine labs it's a boutique ux design and project planning anything anything around design like they work on products digital products so smart and he has on incredible guests he's had on some of the top designers and engineers from companies like InVision and 
SurveyMonkey, Eventbrite, Samsung Next. It's called Design Driven. If you're into um, Design Matters with Debbie Millman, if you're into any of the How Stuff Works kind of topics when it comes to design, this show is for you. It's it's really good. And Jay is such a thoughtful person when it comes to business. I've learned a lot from Jay. So I really recommend that show. It's called Design Driven. All right, that's enough podcast recs for now. Let's get on to the top five most popular briefings from my other show, Voice Marketing with Emily Bender, from the past month, in case you haven't heard them yet. If you have already heard them, they might just be a good little refresher anyway, because they're so short and punchy. Pow, pow, pow. That's what I'm trying to do here. Enjoy. And tweet me. Let me know what you thought about the format of this show. It's definitely different. It's a little looser. I'm trying something new, and I hope you like it. But if you don't, I'm always open to feedback on that as well. The five most persuasive words in the English language are you, free, because, instantly, and new. You've seen these words many times before and for a good reason. Research has shown over and over that these words just work in persuasion and advertising. Gregory Chiotti wrote about these five in a post for Copyblogger showing exactly how each is vital for persuasive speech and copy. For example, immediate words like instantly trigger midbrain activity and feed our zest for quick gratification. Here's some places you might want to try these five power words. Calls to action, headlines, email subject lines, opening sentences, and headings. Again, the top five, which haven't really changed since the days of David Ogilvie and probably before that, are you, free, because, instantly, and new. Tune back in tomorrow to hear more about our obsession with that last word, new. All things new, newness, novelty, otherwise known as neophilia. Advertising is push. Social media is pull. Voice marketing is pull. PPC, pay-per-click is not a solid long-term strategy if you want to build a brand that people love and trust. With ads, especially PPC on Google search, you're continually paying to acquire your customer over and over, even the customers that already have bought from you or know your brand because they're searching and that's the way that they've habitually come to land on your site or find your products. It's through Google search again and again. And Google owns that relationship. You don't own it. Think about it. Google's the portal through which your customers find you and transact. But people average 11 hours per day on screen. And in the U.S., two and a half hours of those 11 are on social media. Google is not playing in the social media space. Wouldn't it be great if you had some influence in the moment when they're on social media? And I'm not pushing anything here. I know it kind of sounded like that just now. The point is content rules, content strategy, whether it's blogging or putting out content on social media, especially Instagram, because it's very popular and has some of the highest engagement rates of any platform, which is amazing because when it started out, it was purely a family, friends, personal, just social network that had zero ads. It didn't even have video. I remember early days of Instagram, 2010, 2011, we had these like four filters and basic photos and you had five followers and it was this great little private discovery platform. It is not so much just discovery anymore because now it's littered with ads. Hence, Facebook's making money on it. Hence, it's grown to be one of the top social platforms. But anyway, the point is 
you need to be doing something in the content realm to have any staying power. I keep talking about this because I've been thinking really deeply about advertising, messaging, content, and the difference between push and pull. Ultimately, when you are pushing and pushing, you're you're like running down the street naked saying, look at me, look at me, buy from me, click me, 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 me. Nobody cares about you. People care about themselves. We're all in our own Truman Show. So you have to have pull. You have to be there when they're looking for something like help about my 401k or how do I brush my teeth to get rid of stains? Like write a blog post about it. Be the answer. Be that helpful guide. You're not Luke Skywalker. You're Yoda. You're the brand. It's not about you. Human beings have an innate desire to belong, to be liked. It's hardwired from evolution where our ancestors depended on belonging to a tribe for their very survival, resources, and safety. Many brands are afraid to stand out because they may think they won't be liked or lose their ability to belong. Humans are, after all, behind brands. These brands aren't sure what they actually stand for, so they rarely say anything. And when they do say something, it sounds like nothing. It's much better to pick a lane and commit to it, even if it means you won't appeal to everyone or you may alienate some people, some customers. The alternative is having no personality or values, being vanilla and looking and sounding like everyone else. Unlike living in the bush, when it comes to brands, not fitting into the dime a dozen list of forgettable brands is your best bet to outlast your competition. You're listening to Voice Marketing with Emily Bender. This show airs every weekday in under three minutes a day on your favorite podcast app. And as an Alexa flash briefing, make sure you subscribe and leave a review at emilybender.com slash briefing. If you've been enjoying the show, please do leave a review because it helps others find the show. Links to do that are at emilybender.com slash briefing. If you were born in the late 1980s, you are the last generation to know what a normal childhood with a semblance of privacy was like. You may remember not knowing the answer to a question and just having to sit with the mystery or look for a person to ask. This generation, my generation, didn't grow up with cell phones or social media. We rented movies in person at Blockbuster and called our parents from payphones to come pick us up. We sent a check or money order to buy something on eBay. We got Facebook early in college with a fresh .edu email when our brains had at least somewhat formed and no sooner. This is why millennials love nostalgia memes more than any other generation, because we know it's over. We were straddling childhood and adulthood at the moment the world changed in the mid-2000s. What do these companies have in common? American Motors, Brown Shoe, Studebaker, Collins Radio, Detroit Steel, Zenith Electronics, and National Sugar Refining. All of these companies were in the Fortune 500 in 1955, but not 60 years later in 2015. Here's Group B. What do these companies have in common? Boeing, Campbell Soup, General Motors, Kellogg, Procter & Gamble, Deere, as in John Deere, IBM, and Whirlpool. All of these companies in Group B were in the Fortune 500 in both 1955 and 2015. Now here's Group C. Facebook, eBay, Home Depot, Microsoft, Google, Netflix, Office Depot, and Target. 
All of the companies in Group C were in the Fortune 500 in 2015, but not 1955. Comparing the 1955 Fortune 500 companies to the 2015 ones, there are only 61 companies that appear in both lists. In other words, only 12.2% of the Fortune 500 from 1955 were still on the list 60 years later. And nearly 88% of the companies from 1955 have either gone bankrupt, merged with, or been acquired by another firm, or they still exist but have fallen from the top Fortune 500 ranked by total revenues. Most of the companies on the list in 1955 are unrecognizable, forgotten companies today like Armstrong Rubber, Heinz Lumber, Pacific Vegetable Oil, Regal Textile. When you share opinions about how ephemeral successful businesses really are, and those opinions are probably based in fact if you do some research like I just did, you get agreement from realists or you get pushback from those who have a Pollyanna view of markets and companies. Most startups fail. Most businesses fail. Deal with it. Jeff Bezos is successful because from day one, Amazon has been prepared for and planning for its own inevitable failure. Our kids will outlive most of the companies that we know today. Have you claimed your brand presence on voice assistants like Alexa and Google Assistant? Or do you want to drive more business through content marketing with mediums like podcasts, blogging, and social media? I offer two types of consultations, including a new fast-track 30-minute call to answer your marketing questions and give you actionable advice in less time. Visit emilybender.com call to book one of the open slots this month. That's emilybender.com call. <laughs> 